Hey guys, this week's episode, we will dive into our top 10 wide receivers and break down our draft tiers for the position. Welcome to the Coach and Commish Podcast. No, not John Gruden, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back, guys. This is episode 108 with the Coach and Commish. I'm Chris. Sean, there's the Commish to my right. And let's dive into our wide receivers. We actually disagreed. We don't disagree a lot. We'd actually do. But when so we, we, we've been told we're like the same person. We, we have <laughs> we have it told there. But when we went to our wide receiver rankings, there was some difference there. We uh we got to take the gloves off a little bit. It's true. Bit. We might have some some battles going on today. Not, not much of that gentleman, you know, oh, I agree with you. We're like, what are you thinking? Like, <laughs> I mean, Sean was probably thinking, I need a new partner on this podcast. This guy's, this guy's nuts. He has no idea what he's talking about. But today we're going to break down. We're going through 1 through 10. I know some people are thinking 1 through 12. We're just going to go top 10. Yeah, we're going to do a top 20 overall. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do this in two parts. So there'll be another episode coming out that'll be the second half. And yeah, we're going to help you with the beginning of your draft. Most important is those top 20. Um, if you're in a 12 team, the 24. But we're just going to do top 20. Make it nice and even. And, and right off the bat, it's, it's it's been said every year, but if we look at this, there's a ton of talent in the top 20. Yeah. So whatever your draft strategy is about going and getting them late or early, there's there's a lot to pull from here. And as you as we dive into these rankings, you're going to see there's, there's a lot of value if you miss out on a top 10 guy in our next episode you're gonna be you're gonna be okay from 11 through 20 so let's jump right into our rankings here number one is consensus consensus because we both did not agree but number one is sean Devonte adams yes who did you want up there so i have tyree kill um i don't have a huge problem with if you have Devonte adams there to me it's it's a touchdown thing if Adams' touchdowns go down at all, which he's been pretty consistent, so I can't you know knock him too hard for it. Um, but I just like Tyreek Hill seems to have a little more of a um, consistency as far as the yards go. So that's that's kind of where I lean on it. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. Uh, I just love the gunslinger mentality. I mean, this is what August. Uh, seventh. Uh, so when Rodgers came into camp, uh, it seemed like he's going to make every call he wants to. So yep. I bump him up there because he's going to feed his boy Adams. So he gets paid and he can have another wide receiver one um, status again in fantasy. At number two, Tyreek Hill. I had him at three. Okay. That's why the consensus ranking kind of moved him down. Okay. Um, so, so why do you hate Tyreek Hill? That's really the question here. <laughs> uh, touchdown production. I, I think... The way he is, if he's not getting the ball for a 30-plus yard touchdown reception, it's tougher to find him in the red zone. And I feel as teams adjust to the great Kansas City offense and CEH takes his you know, positive progression up mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. especially being used in the red zone, I mean, that's Kelsey's land, but we're, we're going to probably see a little more run game. And it, it's just tougher for a smaller receiver like Hill to be a red zone target. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, they used a lot of those end arounds at the one and two yard line with Tyreek Hill. That's how he got a lot of his touchdowns. If CEH becomes more productive and they start running the ball more inside the five, I could see that taking away. I like Tyreek. Um, I'm a little biased. He's been my keeper for a few years now in our, our league. Um, 
but I used I, to I, I used to be too, against. You, yeah, did you? I tra- oh my goodness! Did you give me my two keepers? Both of Sean's keepers are guys <laughs> I traded to. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, just Actually, realizing that right now. I think. No, I think Leroy's traded him to me. Wasn't so I think it? you may have traded him to Leroy's, and then Leroy's traded him yeah, to me. Something like that. But I remember having Hill for a little while. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting because this is kind of opposite of the frame of mind I used to be in. I've I've shifted over the last few years that I used to be very risk averse in the beginning of the draft. But Tyreek to me represents that guy that will like win you a week. And oh, yeah. you need to have those guys. And the, he's somebody that you're going to have to draft early if you want him. And he's someone that can go out there and get you like 50 points in one week. And it won't matter what the rest of your team did. You won the week. So I like going after those guys. And that's kind of why I have Tyreek a little higher than you do. I think. And he's an outlier as in the, the bias for tiny receivers. Right. Yes. Yep. There's that bias where we knock him down, but he's just so stinking fast and in the right place. That's why he's still. And he's so good at contested catch. Well. I can't believe how good he is for how small he is. Like right. it's just you'll see those jump balls go up, and you'll think, okay, the little guy's outnumbered here. Right. Gets up there, grabs it, and there's. It just seems to be really good at contested catch at despite his size. So. Yeah. So who is your who is your two then? I'm curious. My two and our consensus three. And our consensus three is Stephon Diggs. Okay. I mean. Josh Allen just got the bag in there, but they, I like him so much because there's no running back upside in Buffalo. They 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 didn't pick anyone else up in there, so you're going to see a lot of short passes. It's uh, as an extension to the run game, so I, I see more targets for Diggs. Okay, do you see a better season, a worse season, or a very similar season to what we had last year from Stephon Diggs? I I see. I see him taking a step down, but not to okay. where it's a terrible progression. Um, people were very shocked by how quickly Allen was becoming accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what scares me a little bit is I feel like the league is going to figure out Allen a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that he's going to be bad and that, you know, Stefan Diggs isn't going to be a top five guy, but I think there is room there for that offense to not be as productive as it was last year. To me, it was just a little too good to be true. Yeah, I would say... Outside of our top ten, right? There's one other guy that I could that I would put up there with Diggs' route running, and that's what makes him so great from the short, intermediate, and deep, yep. deep game there. In, in I actually am a little low on Diggs. Um, we'll move on to our fourth overall here, which is Calvin Ridley. He's a guy that I I'm just I'm I don't know. He just I I find I want to find a way to make him my one almost. Like I'm that yeah. excited about what Calvin Ridley can do. Um, I have him at three. Um, so I'm a little lower on Diggs, um, but for for Ridley, it's I mean it's simple math. You take away Julio, and you've yeah. seen what's happened. He was the wide receiver one through a stretch there um, when he was without Julio, and he will be without Julio for the entirety of this season. So I just think he's a young receiver who continues to improve, and Matt Ryan has shown that he can support that number one overall wide receiver. Yeah. So I would let me ask you this: much like our number eight on this list, which we'll get to. Because Ridley not being on a winning team anymore in Atlanta, is yeah. that hurting his stock? I don't think so. I mean, you saw about what the worst I think Atlanta will look last year, and yeah. he he was very productive last year. Um, like I said, that's kind of that that stretch I'm alluding to when he was able to put up crazy high numbers. Yes. So I don't think that hurts him. I think that um, that is another reason I actually kind of like him. I think their defense is still going to be trash. I think they're still going to need to throw the ball a lot. Um, and I just think they've established an offense there that even though there's turnover in the coaching staff, 
it's going to be Ridley for touchdowns all day long. Yeah, and uh, well, quick note with that with with teams, I want to set it up to kind of talk about. It. I'm not wearing a cap right now, but I'm going to put on on my draft strategy cap here, especially when you get below the top twenty. You look for teams that sometimes you have two views. You if you're NFL fan bias, like as in looking at it from Sunday to Sunday for just teams. You might shy away from those below 500 ball clubs. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, they're not a winning team. You have to dive in deeper and look at the production. Oh, they got to suck you off defense. That means they're throwing the ball all day. Yep. Or, man, he's the only target in on that team. I want to go snag him. It's not going to be their team's probably going to have a top five NFL draft pick, but that guy can win me a league at a flex position because he's the target hog. So you have to look at it just how Sean explained it, man. They're not going to be a winning team, but they got a bad defense. They're going to throw the ball. Really, it's, he's up for me. It's as simple. You just you have to score points in the NFL, no matter how bad of a team you are. If you're down by 20 points, the team is going to go. The other team is going to go into a prevent defense, and you're going to be able to score. Mm-hmm. So points will be had. Points will be had. So at number five, who usually gives us points galore? I feel like we're disrespecting this guy. I I honestly like we, we both had him at five. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. But I, DeAndre Hopkins is our is our mm-hmm. number five, and. Honestly, if I was picking a wide receiver over the last five years that I think is the most talented as just pure talent, not around the team around him, I think DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the league. I might pick him as the best. The end of last season, when Murray was playing hurt with a shoulder injury, and it seemed like he wasn't finding Hopkins as as a high clip as he was finding him in the first half of the year, Yeah, I think that's where it might be scaring us rankers yeah because we're thinking he should be battling a top three but it's quarterback production small guys can get injured a lot at the qb spot and murray wasn't throwing very well at the end of the year and it's a spread the ball offense it's not a target one guy and that's i think what makes him a little scarier is he can disappear from week to week he had a few weeks where he only had a couple of receptions and you're wondering what what happened to my you know number one wide receiver so that's why i have to put him at five but the talent is there um this is a good point to bring this up tiers that's um that's the way you need to draft we're going to give you this top 10 but really what matters is where you tier these guys i mean don't take fully our what we say for gospel truth, like if you want to go through and make these rankings, what you need to do is make those tiers and just say, where, what would I be happy with? If I miss out on these three guys and this fourth guy is the only guy available, am I still happy? Then that's probably a tier that you have them all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, at least for me, I guess, I, I don't know if I discussed this enough with Chris, but for me, the top five guys, I'm happy with any of them. I think that any of them can finish at that number one spot. Um, I think the m- margin between them is so minuscule that I'm happy leaving the draft thinking I could have the number one wide receiver if I have Adams, Hill, Diggs, Ridley, or Hopkins. Yeah, I, and that's I think that's a bigger scope thing. Some guys will chop it down to saying Adams and Hill are on their own little world. I think you, you go could. To the next three. But, but I, I think it's still yeah. a small margin. I agree with you. Small margins. I'm not going to be mad if I get Hopkins as my wide receiver one. Yeah. I'm going to be very happy. Yeah, I'll still feel like I... I, like I said, the big thing for me when I'm drafting like this is, can I get the number one at the position? Is there a possibility that he could finish number one? And I think these top five guys easily can. Yeah. So let's go to where we, we, we have two guys in our tier two. Okay. And at number six, DJ, just for Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Throwback to our DJ Metcalf. Old host, yeah. co-host here. He uh, DJ Metcalf was his, <laughs> his word flub. But Metcalf is is at six here. Why do you think he's a controversial 
like rise in the draft rankings. Yeah, I mean, I would say we're, we're low on him. Yeah. This is this is the first player I'd say that we're pretty low on, which surprises me because I felt like I put him higher than I wanted to. Like I'm scared even where we have him. And why are you scared? That offense. Um, they want to run the ball more. I mean, this is something everybody's talking about is that, you know, let Russ cook. That happened for the first half of last year. And then they started turning the ball over. Pete Carroll was like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. We're going back to a run-heavy offense. And I believe him. I think they're mm-hmm. going to try to limit the amount of passing work. And if you get what you got in the second half, you're not going to be happy with DK Metcalf as the sixth overall wide receiver or fourth as a lot of people are ranking him. Yeah, I mean, I see the, Seattle has two top 20 receivers, yeah. even with a run-heavy team uh, that we think we're going to see. I, Metcalf is a great deep ball threat, so fast, but because he's such a big receiver, even if they go run heavy, He's so he's good enough to catch those those smaller routes. So he could be a a PPR yeah. darling. And we still think that I mean we have him six overall. Yeah. So it's not like I hate DK Metcalf. I just think that this is the first place that you think this could go wrong. Like this, he could not finish as a top ten wide receiver in my opinion. Like that's okay. the first the first five guys. I feel very confident that I'm getting a top ten wide receiver. Start after this point, that's when you get into the why he's in tier two. Right. So you had him six, I had him seven. These two guys we had interchangeable here. Uh, my fandom, Justin Jefferson. or Homer. Homer. Yeah. Is that seven <laughs> or according to Sleeper app? Did you see it yesterday when they were talking about his shoulder AC joint sprain? I didn't, know. Someone called, they, they, whoever was on the alert for Sleeper put Jordan Jefferson. Jordan Jefferson. Yeah. So if you go back, it was like a typo. They put Jordan Jefferson. I was like, Made me think twice. I'm like, do I know Jefferson's real first name? But Justin Jefferson. JJ. Just call yeah, him. Make call it easy JJ. for him. JJ the jet plane. Um, <laughs> Jefferson had an That's amazing rookie season. <laughs> and he didn't even play the first two to three games of the se- uh, of his rookie year. Yep. Um, do you see a sophomore wall here for him? I think that there is room for him to disappoint people. That's why I have him in this next tier. Like he's very similar to DK Metcalf to me, to where I think these guys, like I will not be shocked if these guys make the top three. Like they can do it. They can be that you know league-winning wide receiver for you. That's why they're in this tier above the next three guys. But I just the, the thing that would scare me the most is the defense. I think as we talked about, if yeah. if as if a defense is bad, you have to score a lot of points on offense. The reverse is true as well. They had a really bad offense or defense last year and. Zimmer is going to get that under control. I think the defense is going to be better. He wants to run the ball as much as he possibly can. So if that passing volume comes down, then, you know, I just, I think there's room for Jefferson to not be as explosive as he was. In- and what I like about these tier two guys, and I think why truly they're at six and seven, outside of Stephon, uh, Tyree Kill, who has to share a ball with another guy at the tight end position. Yeah. Metcalf and Jefferson both have running mates that can be a top 24 receiver. Yep. And Tyler Lockett and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is doing more in red zone catches in, in the end zone. Snaking them touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal at that. And Jefferson's starting to pick up those, you know, between end zone, red zone and red zone yardage catches. And Metcalf is same thing with, with Lockett. Um, yeah. Just – splitting some of those targets and i think that's where i might keep them in that middle to bottom top 10 rankings yep all right so let's move on to our eight through ten uh tier here um i'm just going to list them off real quick and we kind of generally discuss them all so we have at eight we have Allen robinson at nine we have keenan allen 
And at 10, we have Terry McLaurin, which I know you would not have had him in your top 10. So maybe let's start at the bottom here. What what with Terry McLaurin scares you about him being into this tier? With, with Terry McLaurin, it's like, when will Fitzmagic run out of the magic dust? That's that's it. It's like, Never. I, the Fitz name will never end. No. Right. He's I, I believe in, in Terry's ability, and we see him with a, a competent quarterback. Mm-hmm. He produces very well. Um, but he produced pretty well with some pretty uncompetent quarterbacks. But we, we know that Fitzmagic, that's my boy, he'll... It's it's a uh, word incompetent. I don't think it is in, in, incompetent. There you go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a Jasonism. Fitzpatrick <laughs> is is a boomer bust type guy. You know, feast or famine quarterback at times. So you roll high with them. We just haven't seen a consistent full season at him at quarterback uh, because he's always been in a place to be replaced. So I'll play the other side of that, which is I'm the reason he's up in here. Um, I have him ranked as my number ten, and I have him at thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that. He can, I think Fitz Magic, Fitzpat, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we'll say his actual name. (laughs) Um, I think that he, I think that he keeps the job the whole year. I think they're a good team. I think they make the playoffs. Um, I think that the template that we saw with the year with Devontae Parker is what we could get in Terry McLaurin. And that was a top 10 wide receiver. So I think that it's very possible. I think Terry McLaurin's more talented than Devontae Parker. Um, I think this coaching staff is a lot better than the coaching staff that was in Miami at that time, yeah. with Adam Gase being being that. Um, but I think, yeah, that's why I see him here. It is scary, as you know, his nickname, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. I think it could go wrong. There is definitely potential for that. But I think, um, I think it's not. I don't think it's going to. I think it's he's going to be a top ten wide receiver. All right. So then we move up to nine. Old man Keenan Allen. He's got himself another quarterback that'll get on the ball. He had Philip yeah. Rivers for years. Justin Herbert is a great gunslinger. These next two guys are to me are just the safety picks. Yeah. Like they're I feel great as them as my wide receiver one. Like if I had waited and got a couple of running backs or a tight end, then I'm very happy with these guys as my wide receiver one. They're I just feel like I know what they are. They're not gonna be in the top five, and they're probably not gonna be in the below 15 to 20 like they're gonna live in that 15 to 10 you're range. talking keenan allen and then allen robinson correct at seven or the allens eight. the allen so <laughs> keenan allen he's a guy that i believe yeah i believe keenan allen is um i guess is, make the case for which, which one do you have ranked higher here i'm not looking directly at i it. got keenan ranked higher than allen robinson Okay, and, it's, and I have the opposite. So to me, it's a quarterback situation. So let's fight it out. All right. So why is why is Keenan Allen a better option? Keenan Allen's given me a longer run of produ- production to show that if when he's got a competent quarterback and he's on the field, he he will be double digit score in fantasy. Allen Robinson has had the curse of quarterback play. You're taking my argument here. in Chicago. <laughs> okay, so. It's like we put Allen Robinson up here at eight just off of hope. We love the guys by himself. We want Fields or, you know, the Red Rifle and Andy Dalton. <laughs> just get the ball to Allen Robinson more consistently, and he can fly up the rankings. But my personal opinion, and this might be jumping too far, that out of this top ten, if I had to choose one receiver that will finish outside of the top ten that we got previous, we got ranked right here, it could be Allen Robinson because we don't know – what we have in fields, we, and we kind of know what we have in Dalton. Yeah, and I think, you know, debating this is, is fun, but 
they're very similar in my opinion as far as like I already stated they I just think they're safe and I don't I think I don't disagree with you in the fact that Allen Robinson could finish outside and is most likely to finish outside that but to me he has the one of the highest floors of anyone we've even talked about he's been with not just bad terrible quarterbacks his yeah. entire career so it can't yeah. get worse like there's what we've seen <laughs> from Allen Robinson is he's going to be a top 12 guy even if he has crappy quarterback play but this year, there's a chance. Like he, yeah. he has to me, Andy Dalton. Now it was pretty rough in Dallas. He may be washed, and maybe he is just as bad as the rest. But to, if Andy Dalton can be anything like he was in Cincinnati, that's better than any quarterback that he's ever had. Allen Robinson. And, and this is Andy Dalton 2.0. Did you see that red beard he has? I have, like, I have not. He's trying to go Fitzpatrick mode. Okay, he's got he's himself challenging a nice for the bright red beard. He's like, I'm, I'm. This is a new new person coming into town. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that the hope of Fields to me is why I put him up here at eight. And it's not even that I think he finishes eight. It's just that I feel most comfortable taking him as the eighth overall because I know that I'm going to be safe. Yeah. So let's recap here. I want to break down our three tiers. And, you know, next episode when we go through 11 through 20, some guys might fall into that third tier. So we're not saying this caps where we're going. But first tier in Adams, Hill, Diggs, Ridley, Hopkins – we love any of those guys. Yeah, those are rock stars. Mm-hmm. I think they all have a great chance of finishing number one. Metcalf and Jefferson in tier two. Those are the ones that's got a little shock and awe with them. They could rise up really high, uh, but we they're the will, high upside guys that yeah. you take. You know, after those guys are gone, thinking I might be able to get a top three wide receiver. Yeah, and then tier three, and I would say I started tier three because we can talk a few guys in there, probably one or two more. But the safety picks. And Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, volume really actually is a really good well, way safe, to put it. Yeah, volume is what they're going to have at. a lot of volume. These guys, right? So, yeah, I think that's that about covers our. The only other thing we kind of wanted to talk through here was a little bit of this draft strategy. We've we've already talked about the tier based thing, um, but I'm just kind of curious overall. How are you approaching drafts right now with wide receivers? Are you drafting one? early are you trying to wait and just and we'll get into the later guys um on our next episode but what how are you approaching wide receivers and drafts so if i got a back end of a uh of the first round right so let's say picks eight to 12 because most leagues yeah. we're drafting is at 12 i'm i'm looking at a zero rb approach okay so you do want one of these five guys in that i'm top getting tier. one of those okay. five and if I can possibly get two, two or Kelsey, if he's there, only only for Kelsey, not for the other tight ends. Yep, only Kelsey. But if I can turn around and get two of these top seven, so my tier one, tier two, if I if the running backs are dry, yeah, I'd rather take that approach because it, you should be in a format half point or full point PPR. So you're looking at making up points instead of reaching for a running back. What are you looking at uh, with these wide receivers? Yeah, I look at it pretty similar. Um, I there what I do tend to do is because I'm happy with those top five I'm more likely to take a running back in that first round just because I the cliff happens quicker to me for them and it's hard to get like I'm happy with McCaffrey Henry Cook Kamara Zeke and that's about it at this point because we have some question marks now we'll get into a running back uh, debate on another episode but with you know Jonathan Taylor losing his quarterback and Saquon possibly not here till week three it's it's getting kind of dicey up in that top. So if I can leave the draft, I guess I'll, I'll talk about the other part of it would be the beginning of that first round, then I'm really going to stick with these running backs for those first five or so picks. 
and then hope one of those top five guys, which is potentially could fall to the second round to me in my next pick. Yeah, there there always seems to be a run on running backs and not wide receivers. Yeah, because of the depth here, so you have to play. And it's scary. On draft day. It's scary. We were talking about this with a guy in our league who's you know he's looking at his best strategy may be the zero RB approach, and I've been scared of that strategy. It's just for right. some reason it's scary to not have that you know locked in running back that you know is going to be a league winner. Right. And it does matter how your league scores points. Don't go with rankings from somebody else yep. because they value running backs more. If it's a full point PPR league, you need to value the wide receivers more, in my opinion. Yep. And then certain guys you know, who catch the ball on the running back side will be more valuable as well. All right. Well, that's it for the first half of our wide receiver uh, ranking episode. And we'll come back later for 11 through 20. And uh, there's a lot of... I wouldn't say a lot of change here, but there's there's quite some there's quite a bit of debate. These yeah, these are the guys that could, you know, range pretty highly. Guys, if you have any more questions about our rankings or as we get into the season, check out our Facebook group. We got a great, you know, outro to it, so don't don't uh cut off right after we're done. <laughs> He'll give you all the information about where to follow us on social media and our Facebook group. Commission, you want to speak a little more to the out uh to the Facebook group? Yeah, the group is basically just a collective um, you know, mind meld of all these fantasy players. You know, we don't we're not super gurus or anything. We could use your guys' advice as well. So we're just gonna put discussions in there and then the big thing will be during the season there'll be waiver wire and start sit stuff in there. Yeah, and just don't listen to my twin brother on there and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right, or don't listen to Chris as your roommate that called you out for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to kick him out to the street now. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, that's it. And uh, we'll see you guys at our next episode, 11 through 20. All yep. right? Deuces. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.